Welcome to the Haskell Weekly Podcast. This show is about Haskell, a purely functional programming language. I'm your guest, Jason Fry. I'm a software engineer here at IT Pro TV. With me, as always, today is your host, Taylor Fausak. He's the lead engineer here at IT Pro TV. Thank you for joining me today, Taylor. Hey, Jason. Thanks for hosting me. So, what are we getting into today? Today, we're going to be getting into a post in the most recent issue of Haskell Weekly that talks about using GHC ID for web development and using it to have a quick feedback cycle so that you're not waiting for the compiler all day long. Yeah, yeah, we use GHC ID here. We do. It's very speedy. I would love to talk a little more about this. Cool. So where are we starting? What are we doing? So we'll start kind of at the dark ages, I guess, far away from GHC ID to see or to talk about how bad it is. And then as we kind of improve things, we'll get closer and closer to GHC ID and and the beauty that it gives you. Okay. So when do the dark ages start? (laughs) A few years ago? Uh, Time-wise, I'm not sure. But tool-wise, they start with just GHC, the compiler itself. This blog post talks about web development. And if you're producing a website with Haskell, you may run GHC, which will produce an executable for you. And then you'll run the executable to make your website. That's in comparison to something like Ruby, where it's just a script and running the script produces a website. There's no intermediate compilation step. Okay, so that intermediate compilation step, that makes the process for web development a lot slower because you have to you know, re-render it in your browser and all that. Right, you okay. have to compile it and then either generate your files or start a new web server or whatever and then go look in your browser for the changes. Pretty okay. slow. Okay, yeah, that is pretty slow. So what is the next step from that? What happens next? The next step, and this is the one that we were most familiar with here at IT Pro in recent memory, is using some type of file watcher to do that thing for you. In our case, we were using Stack. Um, There are many tools that do this. Stack is the most convenient for us because it does a lot of other things. But Stack has an option, uh, dash dash file watch, to say when any of the files in your project change, go ahead and rebuild the whole thing. So that handles the compilation side of things. It also has an extra option called exec that says, once the build has finished, do this other thing. So you can say, watch all the files, rebuild it when any of them change, and then once that build has succeeded, rerun the site generator or the server or whatever it is. Okay. we I actually use that stack build whenever I'm writing a script to do something to interact with the database uh, to like fix some customer data or something. Um, so I always use stack build uh, fast. Mm-hmm. Why would I ever not? I'm not sure. And <laughs> well, then and to be clear, watch. fast means build it quickly, not mm-hmm. the thing you're producing will be fast. In fact, the thing you're producing will be really slow because what fast does is turn off optimizations. It says, I, I don't actually need the code you're generating to be fast. I just want to know like if it type checks or whatever. Okay. I, I always was curious about that. I knew that it was it was um, mm-hmm. compiling it faster, but okay, that makes sense. It turns off the optimization, so it mm-hmm. really is more geared towards fast feedback cycle, writing the code, but not production stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's that exactly makes sense. Right. So we, we'll do the uh, fast flag as well as the file watch flag, but it doesn't actually pick up on my changes. I still have to go over to the terminal and press enter to re- redo that. Does that always happen like that? Not always. I think that's a side effect of our local development development environment where we use Docker and we're running stack inside of Docker 
on Mac OS and there's a bug in how Mac OS implements these file notifications and Stack doesn't pick up on the change even though it sh probably should. That's right. That's right. So really quite separate from GHCID and GHC yeah. and Stack and all that. Um, yeah. I think I know where you're going with that though because with GHCID, it does pick up the changes mm -hmm. and there's no secret sauce difference between those two things. It's just that GHCID is using a newer version of some library behind the scenes that works around this bug. And the version of Stack that we're on, and in fact, I think the next version to be released will have that same version, but the one we're on doesn't have it. Ooh, to be released. Do we have uh, insight as when that will be, Taylor? No, no <laughs> idea. The Stack release process is a mystery to me. As <laughs> I'm sure it is to everyone. So that's where we are with you know GHC, Stack, FileWatch, but... And you can use exec to run something arbitrary, like start your server again or something. But that's still kind of a, a slow feedback loop, um, especially as composed to, uh, compared to JavaScript, as I commented yeah. last week. It's so fast that it doesn't have to compile anything. <laughs> it's just so quick. So what, what comes next? Well, it's funny you mentioned not compiling anything because that's really the only way to speed things up here. One of the slowest parts of the stack file watch feedback loop is that it has to link your executable and rebuild it and get all these things lined up that just take a while. There's another way of doing this feedback loop before we get to GHCID, which is using GHCI directly. And instead of rerunning GHC and then rerunning your executable, you can have a REPL prompt up with your whole project loaded. And then when you make a change, you go over to the REPL and you type colon reload or just colon R and then hit enter and it'll rebuild everything. So it has a manual step involved, but since it's in GHCI, it's going to be a lot faster. The I in GHCI stands for interactive or interpreted. And that means that it's not exactly compiling things behind the scenes and it also isn't doing any optimizations. So you're getting that quick compilation speed that the dash dash fast flag gives you and you're not wasting any time actually producing an executable and linking it and all that stuff. So. I have so many questions, but I feel like we're <laughs> going to get into some some nuts and bolts of that, and so I, I will punt on that for another time. So yeah, we actually began to flirt with that workflow like I don't know a year ago or something. It was just too much of a burden <laughs> to type to colon, press, yeah, R, colon R. Yeah, colon R. Who's got the time? Who's got the time? <laughs> and I'm a maybe a particularly lazy developer, so I want my feedback loop to I mean to be in the you know in the past if I can get it. Uh, just <laughs> faster than instant. So I kept complaining and kept complaining <laughs> and he heard about this GHCID thing. And, you know, so so what what happens, um, you know, next in, in, in the iteration of this stuff? So the last, hopefully, or maybe not last, the iteration we're on right now is GHCID. And the way I like to think of GHCID is it takes that workflow I just described of having GHCI open and pressing colon R whenever something changes and automates it. And brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Million dollar idea. Um, at its core, that's basically what it's doing. It's using a file watcher like the stack build did, but instead of creating an executable, it's running everything in GHCI. And it'll pick up your change, it'll reload everything, and then it'll show you the errors if there were any, and if there weren't, it'll run whatever you tell it to run. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. We really enjoy it here. Um, there's not, I, my understanding of the, uh, editor integrations that are available, they don't really show you 
the errors in the code, it's still in a side panel or something. Mm-hmm. Are, are there maybe editors I'm not aware of that are doing this better, or is that just a limitation of GHCID? Or? There are probably editors that do it better. I am not aware of any, or I haven't explored this enough. For me, I feel comfortable enough and productive enough having basically my editor up and the terminal up at the same time and just kind of look in between them. I definitely would prefer, you know, a red squiggly underline in the editor, but it hasn't been worth it yet for me to figure out how to get that lined up. Yeah, I know that uh, you have some experience setting that up with uh, Haskell IDE engine, right? Yeah, and I was just going to say, that's uh, I've tried to make that work because that kind of is the ideal situation where you have nearly instant feedback mm-hmm. as you're typing almost. It's that quick. But the problem is there's some memory leak in the GHC version that it uses or something. And so after about a half hour or an hour or two, your entire computer crashes. <laughs> so it's not always, but it's bad. Doesn't sound good. No, it's not good. So can't really use HIE that well. Uh, one of our coworkers has a script that will just kill HIE every time it hits two <laughs> gigs of, of memory usage or more. Problem solved. <laughs> Problem memory memory leak solved. But it, it it noticeably slows down the machine, noticeably, noticeably slows down the editor. I'm running Vim with a very lightweight VimRC, and that was still crashing at least once a day <laughs> <laughs> because of HIE. I commented out that and only that, no crashes in the last week. Hard to get more lightweight than that setup. Right. So HIE has great promise. I can't wait for it to get stable in that sense. But like you, I've just kind of gotten used to having GHCID up. I have my editor up. I save. I see the issues. I I go fix them. Hopefully I go fix them. (laughs) For some reason, that feels awkward, but I've been doing it for enough months now that I'm kind of used to it. It's not what I want. You're desensitized to it. Yeah, I'm desensitized to it. I I, I want the feedback loop to be as quick as possible. Uh, We we have all our stuff containerized in the Docker stuff. We use Mac OS, so it's got that issue with file watch. doesn't do it properly. But even if it did, the feedback loop was still multiple minutes at, at one point before you started rejiggering things. Yeah, I think we're much better these days, but it's still a lot slower to use the stack build than the GHCI. Yeah, and at this point, GHCID, it's really quick. It's pretty easy to set up. Like mm-hmm. containerizing it wasn't very difficult or just running it on the metal is very straightforward. So we've only been using GHCID for six months. Something like that. Eight it months, hasn't maybe? been long. Why, why haven't we been doing it from, <laughs> from the get-go? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know why we didn't use it from the outset. I think that I I ran into some problems getting it set up. They weren't insurmountable. Obviously, we're using it now. But the way our project was structured, we had one kind of top-level project that had lots of mm-hmm. smaller packages in it. And it was hard to get GHCID to run all of those packages simultaneously. And part of that is our fault because we had multiple... or within each package, we had module names that were repeated. So package A had module X and package B also had module X and they defined different things. And with GHCID, it has to be able to pull everything into scope at once. So it says, well, you had module X over here and module X over there. I don't know which one you want. I'm going to crash. Ah, I remember this. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to restructure our app, essentially, our code base to use GHCID. More or less, yeah. So don't do it that way. (laughs) Start with GHCID. Yes, start with GHCID, and it'll go a lot faster. 
So what are some of the neat uh, features of GHCID? I'm glad you asked. I was going to loop back to bring up something about HIE. Um, you said that you want the feedback cycle to be as short as possible. And with HIE, I think that's as good as it can get. Yeah. It's integrated tightly with the editor and it gives you very quick feedback about the code you're writing. However, often you want feedback beyond just syntax errors or type errors or stuff like that. You want to run your test suite or you want to launch a server and poke around in your browser or you want to run an executable against a test file you have locally. You can't exactly do that with HIE right? because its whole purpose is to integrate with your editor and your editor hopefully isn't doing those things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yours might be with VS Code. I knew that was going to be a shot at VS Code. I knew it. Uh, should have been a shot at Emacs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can run VS Code at Emacs. There you go. Probably the other way around, too. Yeah. I bring that up because one of the nice things about GHCID is that you can run arbitrary things after your code builds. And since it is essentially just a GHCI REPL, you can type whatever you could type into the REPL into your command line options for GHCID and have them run. So in our case, we often run, like do our build and then run our web server or run our test suite. And you'll get your actual test suite output right there as fast as possible once your build is completed. Yeah, that's really nice for us because at this point you have set it up so that it compiles and then if it compiles, it runs the test suite. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice because sometimes you don't want to run the whole test suite when you know you're in the middle of something. You don't really need it to run. It's just sort of running silently in the background. You have the information you need it compiles or not. Mm -hmm. That's what you need right now. Yeah. And then you make sure you run the test suite uh, multiple times throughout you, while you're developing, but just not every single save, you don't need that. Mm -hmm. So by having it silently run in the background at the end, I find that so valuable. I don't have to worry about it if I don't care about it in the moment. It's really helpful. Another nice thing that GHCID does in relation to test suites is that if your test suite is running and then you make another change in your editor and save it, it'll stop that run of your test suite and rebuild it and rerun it. So you don't have to sit there like you do with the stack build and wait for the tests to succeed or fail in order to start another build for the change you just made. Yeah, that's nice. So you mentioned, uh, you know, you can run some, uh, you know, arbitrary, you know, something with mm -hmm. the EXCC command. Um, is that what it is? You use yeah. the exec command? Right. Or I think in GHCID it's called test. Oh, which yes. Which is a little confusing. Yes. Because you can run non-tests. Yes, it's a test flag, but you can target whatever you want. Yeah. Which, when you showed me this a little while ago, confused me, as it should. <laughs> but it was really helpful because I was writing a script, and I had it set up so that when I ran it, it gave me meaningful output, and then I just needed to change the innards to change the output. So you said, well, you can you use the test flag, you know, target this script, and mm -hmm. every single time you save, it will run that and show you the output instead of saving, saving and seeing if it compiles, and then manually running the script. Right. And I made it. Oh my gosh! I just saved five seconds. Thank you so much. <laughs> but really, it was really a little bit. Uh, I mean, really cool for me because it's just it makes the feedback loop just that much faster. Mm -hmm. And once I finally realized the test flag meant whatever, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can use it to target whatever. Yeah, it's confusing because it says test, and you can use it for test, and you probably should, but really what it means is run this after the build succeeds. Right. So that is really helpful. So there's a lot of things that we've done to speed up our feedback loop going from GHC, 
flirted with GHCI a little bit, then GHCID, we got it containerized. We're trying to make HIE work for us. I think we got that containerized at one point, or we nearly did. Test suite running, like restructured our app <laughs> to, <laughs> to make GHCID work better for us. But I would say it's all worth it because at this point, our workflow, as long as we're using GHCID, it's very quick, very easy. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about the issue in Mac OS Docker where it doesn't you know, actually pick up the file changes correctly. We don't have to worry about stack. As fast as it is, I mean, really, it's not slow, but really, when you think what you get. But, it's on the order of a couple seconds, which right. can kind of kill your momentum if you're looking for that fast feedback. Yes, yes. And that's something you were saying earlier about how you know, GHCID is so fast, you just throw away say that like you don't really care, mm-hmm. right? Like, so, so how is you? How does that affect your development uh, cycle, or how how you do it? The way that I used to develop with Stack Build would be, I would try to make the code as perfect as I knew how, and then hit save and have the compiler check me, and then if I messed something up, I'd go fix it. And with GHCID, I feel like my workflow has changed to where I write something that I know is gonna fail and I get GHCID to tell me exactly what's wrong with it and I make these real small incremental steps you know yeah. like one byte at a time all the way through yeah not literally one BYTE not <laughs> writing one character when I can get into that flow and and go at that clip where I'm writing one line saving one line saving mm-hmm. that is so much faster for me Agreed. And it's because GHCID I mean, it feels like it's less than a second for it to recompile, and we yeah we have like six hundred modules. Yeah, our app at this is not point. small. It's not it's not tiny. It's probably not huge. I don't know what huge is in this regards, but it feels large, mm-hmm. and it takes minutes for the Docker container to come up, build everything, do everything. You know, once you have that up and going, running GHCID in that container, it's so quick. It's a game changer. Yeah, it really is. It really has improved. You know, my personal dev practice. I think the whole team. I mean, I know the whole team likes it, but I don't know how much has revolutionized what they do, but I know it's really improved mine, and, and uh, I think it's everybody's very happy with it. Thanks for being on the show with me today, Jason. My pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Haskell Weekly Podcast. This has been Episode 6. If you liked our show, find out more at our website, haskellweekly.news. Thanks again for listening. I've been your host, Taylor Fossack. We'll see you again next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.